exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, a show where once a week we uh, choose a random-ish subreddit and then talk about it for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. I realize that every week I say random subreddit, but we we choose from three, so it's not as random as it could be. Yeah, we recently decided to make it slightly less randomized so that we wouldn't have to look at, like, uh, Vancouver local sports teams. (laughs) Well, I think uh, I think uh, Google Chrome, at least in my case, decided to make it less randomized by choosing things that are based on things I've searched for before, but not telling me it was doing that. Yeah, the real fault lies with cookies. Am I right, guys? Yes. Oh, but I love cookies. cookies. It's my favorite food. Is it? No, it's not. Butter. No, bread is your favorite food. <laughs> uh, cookies are a form of bread. <laughs> <laughs> in that they have flour in them. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're this, the bottom of this the This gravy pyramid. is delicious bread. Also, gravy is your favorite food, Jeff. Uh, yeah, that's uh, gravy, bread, pizza, and cookies, and ice cream. They all have flour in them except for ice cream, so there is a common thread there. Yeah, I love gluten. I love wheat gluten. <laughs> yep. Don't we all? I guess not people with Crohn's disease. Or people who just don't like to eat bread for some reason. Yeah, that, I don't really like to eat bread, but I love to eat noodles, which are kind of similar to bread. Uh, yeah, they're just wet bread. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not. The food pyramid's actually just a big circle that says bread in the middle. <laughs> so every time I talk to you about bread and other foods, Jeff, you always just associate every other food with it. Oh, carrots, those are just orange bread that comes out of the ground. <laughs> uh, no, those are just crisp, those are, those are just orange potatoes. <laughs> oh, man, it's weird to me that carrots are pretty good for you, but potatoes are pretty bad for you, when they seem like they're, they should be more similar than that, since they're all just roots. Right? Uh, that's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> I refuse to accept the <laughs> idea that potatoes are at all bad for you because all of it is better than eating bread or drinking beer. Like, if you're eating vegetables instead of, like, eating meat or processed foods, you're doing well. Is that true? Yeah. I, const- <laughs> I constantly worry that I'm not eating enough vegetables. Like, I don't eat any processed food. Not processed food. I eat plenty of processed food. I don't eat, like, those frozen meals, really, unless I absolutely have to. And I know lots of people who do, so I always just kind of comfort myself in those moments when you're trying to fall asleep and you think you might be dying because you have a weird pain somewhere in your body. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm always like, I do well, that when I'm, I'm awake, too. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm probably healthier than almost everyone I know because at least I cook all my own meals from, like, raw, fresh ingredients instead of having yeah. salt-filled frozen yeah. meals, right? That, Th- that's what I tell myself with all the cookies I make. <laughs> better than store-bought cookies, I Yeah, think. I'm going to leave here and go to the mall to finish my Halloween shopping, and while I'm there, I'm going to eat a pizza from a restaurant called Blaze that is basically Subway for pizzas. Oh, <laughs> they will make you an entire pizza just for you, and then I will eat the whole thing. They have. I, we have one of those near where I live now. That's. Uh, it's called uh, Mod Pizza, and I think. Oh, the, there's I, one near work. Yeah, it's not bad. Although, I wish it was '60s themed. Yeah, it seems like it should be with that name. Right. Yeah. Like I get that they're saying like, no, it's modifiable pizza. But like, if you're gonna call it Mod Pizza, you might as well have it be like. Actually, you should just have it be an Austin Powers themed restaurant. Yeah, what's nice is all so the... catchy. Do I make you hungry, baby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and we know for sure that Mike Myers would do it because he hasn't been oh, in a yeah. movie in ten years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is a good idea. Let's start our own mod something else, and then <laughs> you can have it. You could have an Italian restaurant next door called Shrek Getty. Mm. No. I was Shrek Salad, no. 
Um, we can figure this out. Uh, just... Farquad's Pasta Shrektacular. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That's nothing. <laughs> uh, it's got Shrek and uh, the other character Farquad in it. Everyone's okay, wait. second favorite character from Shrek, <laughs> Farquad. He's literally the only person trying besides Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, donkeys, donuts. Okay, wait, what about if you, instead of, uh... Instead of like the English word for bread, you used the French word for bread, no. pain. Yeah, go and keep going. It was pain's world, and That's it, it pretty was. Good. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Is it is it pronounced pain and not pan or pan? You don't really pronounce the n, but it, it is like pan. Because yeah. we had a place uh, in where we went to college. Me and Matt call it all bon pain. Yes. Which I believe is a chain, and that's how everyone always pronounced it. I always that's like right. how everyone just pronounced it as if they had, like, mashed potatoes in their mouth, though. That's how French like, is. I don't know how French <laughs> is, so... Oh, bon, bon, blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's how you pronounce croissant when you pronounce croissant in the way that you pronounce croissant. Uh, the way I pronounce croissant is croissandwich, am I right, everyone? <laughs> oh, man, that's the only way to say it. <laughs> Oh, we're monsters, all of us. <laughs> I never got the hang of French pronunciation, because you're supposed to just imply the last consonant of most words. That's really hard to do. Yeah, it it, it requires a lot of, like, winking and elbow nudging. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, a T. <laughs> you slipped them a little note that says, I was going to say the letter N at the end. <laughs> I can only speak English, barely. <laughs> uh... So, speaking of bad English, what have you been up to on the internet, uh, Louisa? Um, the, wasn't there a band called Bad English? <laughs> I was gonna make a joke. Fuck, I can't remember any of their Is songs. There? I mean, probably. Oh. <laughs> well, good joke, everyone. What did you look at on the internet? Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, let's spend oh, more time congratulating ourselves on that great joke. Uh, I will do that, and I will look up bad English. Thank you. Hold yes, they please. are a uh, American, British, hard rock, and glam metal supergroup. Is it when oh, I see you smile? Was that their song? Uh, I'm looking at uh, singles. Forget me not when I see <gasps> number one hit. Smile. When I see you smile. Yes, I did it. I don't know that song. You're so no, proud of yourself, but you, like when when you get something wrong, you always celebrate exactly as much. <laughs> True. Uh, so on the internet this week, getting back to the topic at hand, uh, the Nintendo Switch was announced. The new Nintendo uh, console that has been sort of teased for a while. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, this video game it, toy. It's called the Nintendo Switch because it can either be penetrated or penetrate its partner. Yeah. In the entirety of Twitter for making that joke for the whole week. Listen, I don't read Twitter very much, and that joke just occurred to me just now. Oh, okay, so you're a real pioneer. Yep. For our listeners who uh, have been living under a news-free rock for some reason, the reason it's actually called the Nintendo Switch is because it can be a handheld system, a la the Game Boy, or a uh, plug-into-your-TV console, a la the Xbox One. Yeah, well, it, it seems, seems like an interesting idea, and I like the look of it, but I know it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money, so I probably won't be getting it. It also seems like it's going to switch between being a not-quite-as-good-as-the-Game-Boy handheld and a not-quite-as-good-as-the-Wii-U console. Yeah, it's uh, a huge handheld. It's kind of like an iPad that you're holding sideways. Yeah. It, it's got to be at least as good as the Wii U, because some of the games that were announced via the trailer were like a new Mario Kart and a new Splatoon. And how is that as good as the Wii U? Just because they had those as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, they're not going to do Mario Kart 9 on the Nintendo Switch and have it be crappier, right? I mean, they've done that in the past. Like, Mario Party whatever on the Wii U was worse than all of the previous Mario Parties. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But, like, from a design standpoint, it was worse. But it didn't, like, look worse. It didn't have worse graphics. Yeah. At what point did I imply that I was talking about graphics? <laughs> oh, see, I, I figured that's, like, you meant that it would have less horsepower, like, to process all the bits. No, I mean, like... When I'm using a handheld, I don't want to be holding something the size of a large, leather-bound legal tome. 
Uh, and when I'm at home, I don't want to have to slot my handheld into a weird, like, horse blinder sheet. <laughs> Uh, I'm very excited for it because I all like the big bad thing about the Wii U is that it's hard to bring around to places and you can't play it uh, anywhere like on the gamepad. I like yeah. to just lay in bed, lay in bed and play Wii U games. It's my favorite. I'm kind of swayed by, uh, with as always with Nintendo, the properties that they own really make me want to get their systems. And I know Breath of the Wild will be coming out for this. This object? Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's really tempting. Hey, that's some horse shit, huh? They've been promising us a Wii U Zelda game forever, and then they're like, well, here's a re-release of Wind Waker while you're waiting. Here's a re-release of Twin uh, Twilight Princess while you're waiting. And then they're like, oh, well, we're going to do a shittier version on our on Wii U, but we're going to do the real one on our new console. Like, go fuck yourself. That's what you said about this one. <laughs> nah, I think it's going to be like Twilight Princess, where the real one is going to be on the older console, and the new one is going to have a crappy one version. Mm, was that the case with Twilight Princess? <laughs> yeah, because the Wii version was garbage. You had to, like, waggle the controller to swing your sword, and they mirrored the game so that Link would be right-handed, whereas the GameCube had the real version where you could swing the sword by pushing buttons and everything was, like, the right way around. I think you could switch to that mode in the Wii version as well, couldn't you? Mm-mm. There was no way to do it. Maybe in the hey. Wii U re-release, though. Hey, speaking of, uh, of <coughs> bullshit switches that Nintendo should have thought of, how come there's still not, to this day, a button on the Wii U pad that just says, like, no, like, no... <laughs> Do not want... <laughs> like, no Wii U pad for me, thanks. Like, I just want to turn this screen off and just watch on the big one. Like, I was trying to watch Netflix the other day, and for whatever reason, the only thing that would load Netflix was my Wii U, so I was like, whatever... <laughs> So I loaded Netflix and I started watching, and it was playing the video on the Wii U gamepad as well, and I was like, well, I don't need this, let me figure out how to turn that off. So I looked through all of the settings on my Wii U, nothing. I looked online, nothing. I spent an hour to figure out, you can't. Mm, yeah, I don't know about Netflix, but for everything else, you, uh, you do have to go into a menu, which is annoying. You hit, like, the uh, home button and the controller settings, and then it says just turn this screen off uh well no i mean not really it's it's a software thing i'm saying why isn't there just a button oh, yeah or there should just be a button like no no <coughs> pad thank you sir uh, yeah. there is one and it's called a handkerchief that you just put over the screen <laughs> a handkerchief <laughs> a very dainty handkerchief you yeah. one especially for your uh Wii. Oh, uh, see, I was picturing like a like a you grandpa know, snot handkerchief, not like a fancy dainty lady one. You know, Louisa, you're joking about putting a handkerchief over the screen of your Wii, but isn't that exactly what that thing that the Switch fits into is? A plastic handkerchief to just cover that screen? <laughs> no! God damn it. The sides of the controller come off and they like click together to no, its own I know, but, but when you slot the screen part into the thing... The thing that you're slotting it into is, like, at the bottom, appears to have some kind of prongs to connect it to your TV, fine. But then the front piece is just a plastic piece to cover over that screen so that you aren't like, oh, look, which screen should I look at? The one that's lit up or the one that's not lit up? Yeah, I'm a dumb fine. idiot. That's fine. It's like a bird. You can put a cover over the cage, but you can't make it stop doing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Nintendo bird. <laughs> It'll just constantly <laughs> sing the Mario theme song. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I would I would get one of those, too. That's pretty good. Uh, anyway, I'm super excited for this machine because I like giant handhelds because I'm a big idiot. But, like, why? I mean, the Nintendo DS is, or the, the DSX or whatever it is, the, the one that's... Yeah. I mean, that's pretty big. That's, like, the right size. I don't know that I would want it any bigger than that. Uh, I, I like the size of the Wii U gamepad. Just, like, make it thinner and uh, make the screen take up more space on the object, which seems to be what the Switch has done. See, but that feels like then this is now, like, the primary object in my bag on a day. Like, mm. the DS is, like, it can be an afterthought in my in my bag or what, or, you know, even in my pocket, theoretically, if I have a big enough pocket. But, like, the the... Wii U pad or this new thing is going to be like, well, I'm planning my whole packing around this, I guess. Yeah. 
I'm also concerned that it doesn't have a touchscreen anymore, because I like that the DS has a touchscreen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that people are kind of moving away from touchscreens in general, though, because the touchpad on the PlayStation 4 controller is like, what? this is the stupidest thing you've ever done. Mm, I kind of like that thing, though. What does it do? It never wor- it, There's no functionality on almost any game. It's nice for typing. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> Jeff, your opinions are so weird. <laughs> I like touchscreens like where you touch actually the game field in a game, but it's never been good in Nintendo things because they always have the... Uh, what is it called? Uh, I forget, but the squishy touchscreen where you actually have to push down on it. Unlike the new touchscreens, which are glass panels that are capacitive, and that's how they work. I like the functionality on the DS. I've been playing Yokai Watch and fishing, and you have to reel in fish but with the stylus. Mm. It's very, uh, it's good because, like, if you reel too hard, you could break the line. If you don't reel hard enough, it could get away. And it's it, like it's a good intuitive stylus use. I never really got the stylus on the DS because, like, I don't want to be pulling a thing out and then putting it back, like... Oh, yeah, I never use the stylus, I use my fingernail. Yeah, that's... that's not okay, though. I don't know, like... I mean, I, I, I do that too, but I feel like I'm doing it wrong every time I do that, and it's like, I feel like this... the, the stylus system is set up so that no matter what you're doing, you're somehow playing it wrong it's like the controller on the the um nintendo 64 where you're like okay there are three of these things but i only have two hands so no matter what i'm doing i'm missing out on a third of the possible control options it sounds like you a grab lot the third one your with your dick mind, where you're thinking oh you think you're better than me nintendo <laughs> i think that's in your head that's really not reflective yeah you have a real inferiority complex with nintendo products i'm not saying it's a challenge to me i'm saying like you've given me this number of buttons and made it impossible for me to use all of them i like i feel like i'm missing out yeah but you don't have to feel that way you're better right. than nintendo you have to buy the oh, nintendo thanks, third hand that's the nicest thing my sister's ever said to me. <laughs> uh, i'll take you down a peg you're not better than nintendo nintendo's amazing yeah i'm certainly not <sighs> so, so what are you we... angry enough about this yet I mean, it's. Funny. I like it, and I want one, and it'll probably be less than three hundred dollars. If it yeah, is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get have one. to really consider it. If it's less than three hundred, and it comes with Breath of the Wild, oh, I might have to get it. It's not gonna come with Breath of the Wild. It's gonna come with one game. Yeah, they might do. They might do a launch pack in. That's that's been uh, very effective for them in the past. Yeah, but their launch pack ins are always like. Uh, here's a dumb cartoon game made by idiots who don't know how to do anything. It's never something you actually want. Well, here's the thing, though. For the, the right 3DS, it has been. But maybe in a few months, you know, a few months after oh, yeah. this, when it dies down a little bit, they might be like, here's one where we spray-painted a Triforce on it, and it's a special <laughs> edition. It comes with the game. That'll hit midsummer. <laughs> Twice yeah. as expensive. No, no. The same price. <laughs> anyway... Uh, okay, Jeff, what have you been up to on the internet? Uh, so before we started the show, I casually mentioned a popular sort of urban legend, weird apocrypha thing called, uh, Toynbee Tiles, and, um, I'll tell you all about them now. They're sort of a public art project, um... They are these little rectangular plaques. They're, I guess, about a foot across, and they're sort of made out of, like, mosaic tiles, um, and they spell out a message uh, in sort of crude writing that says, Toynbee Idea, in movie 2001, Resurrect Dead on planet Jupiter. Uh, And some of them have other messages, but most of them have that message, and they're around the uh, Philadelphia area, and there's some in, like, New York City and Washington, D.C. also. So what is the point of them? Mm, Nobody knows, and no one knows who put them there. Oh, okay. Yeah, no one knows who put them there, no one knows the point of them, no one really knows the message they're trying to convey. Uh, they're just like this weird thing that have been around since the uh, 70s or 80s. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, 
The most recent ones that have appeared that maybe are connected to the original artist are uh, one in Connecticut in 2006 and one in Edison, New Jersey in 2007. Uh, and I, New Jersey, have you taken a pig- pilgrimage to uh, see it? No, because I didn't know about that one. But I, uh, they've been on my mind recently. One, because I host a podcast about creepypastas, and this is almost in that realm because it's like an urban legend. Uh, <laughs> and two, it's not spooky at all, though. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not spooky. Resurrecting the dead? It is spooky. It's not spooky at all because it sounds like a poorly worded Reddit comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I, they've been on my mind because I walked over one last time I was in New York, just like totally by accident, not knowing that it was going to be there. Weird. Yeah. So you guys really never, this is like even looking at them, it's not familiar to, to you at all? I know the does... name before, but I do not connect it to anything now. It mm. does look a little familiar to me, but I never... It's so dumb. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> the problem is, A, you know, it, it's an, it doesn't seem to have any purpose, and B, it's not a good idea. <laughs> like, already 2001 is a very boring movie, and then Resurrecting the Dead on Planet Jupiter, what? You never <laughs> even go on to Planet Jupiter in that movie. I don't think there is an on-planet Jupiter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, out of that planet doesn't have a surface, right? It's just all gases? It Maybe it's just a, a list of eventually. good ideas. Good ideas such as Stanley Kubrick's 2001, and good ideas such as resurrecting the dead on Jupiter. Good ideas such as resurrecting the dead, and good ideas such as being on... Uh, good ideas such as the planet Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> These are all good ideas. Yeah. I, no. I, the thing I do like about it is it seems like nonsense, but it was carefully made and put into place... And I absolutely love meaningless um, uh, icons or fetishes, fetishes in the religious sense, like things that are just made up, but they're made as if they have some importance. I love that as an art project. Isn't that what this show is, basically? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, this this is the show about all our weird fetishes, or whatever she said. (laughs) Religious fetishes, like wanting to do it with a nun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's mine, for sure. Alright, great, we solved it. We solved it pretty fast. Yeah, that's what twin V tiles are about. Good work, everybody. Resurrecting a dead wiener on planet Jupiter. Can you imagine if someone's making a porn based on twin V tiles? Boing V tiles. Oh god. Pretty good. Pretty good, guys. Matt, what did you do on the internet? So this past week, uh, the latest edition of the game series Civilization came out. Uh, Civilization Six. Civilization is one of my favorite game series. Do I need to describe what it is? Everyone in the world already knows what Civilization is, right? I'm amazed that you have the time to do this podcast since a new Civilization game just game just came out. I know. I stayed up very late last night playing it, and then I woke up this morning and I was like, I really want to play, but instead I'm going to edit last week's episode and then do laundry and, like, be good. Uh, So I've been being good. Anyway, um, Civilization is a notoriously addictive game because it's very good, and unfortunately, the newest version is much better than all of the previous games. Oh, no. It's... It does the thing that all game series should do, but almost none of them actually do, which is gives you almost exactly the same game, but prettier and with more stuff in it. (laughs) Yeah, that's usually what I want, is just like, oh, yeah, you guys nailed it last time, so just, like, give me a very similar experience. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I genuinely am stunned at how many times people really, really whiff it on their second, their sequel to a really good game, because all you needed to do was make more of that game, but, like, new version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is your favorite sequel that has done exactly that? Like, not reinvented the wheel, but just sort of nailed down and perfected and fine-tuned everything because i can think of a few off the top of my head i know you're gonna say portal 2 which is definitely up there for me as well oh that actually wasn't one i had thought of i was thinking of uh both rock band 2 and 3 and then uh uh super mario galaxy 2 yeah those are good ones i mean i i think that there are a lot of sequel games out there that are really good 
You know what? RPGs really are the biggest culprit of fucking up sequels, aren't mm. they? Yeah, that's true. And th- they yeah. sh- seem like they should be the ones that do the best job, because they have a story with continuity and everything. Well, but they almost always completely abandon that continuity for yeah. reasons that defy logic. It's like everyone's yeah. like, well, Final Fantasy was sort of the template of all this, and then Final Fantasy 2 was completely unrelated, so I guess we can never make a sequel to an RPG that has anything to do with the original. Well, it's so hard because you always want to start a game like that from zero, and it's really hard to figure out a good reason why all your characters would suddenly not have their superpowers anymore. But then you have the opposite problem, like um, like Dot Hack, where it was like four games that just like continued the plot from one to the other seamlessly, and no one bothered to play all four of those games because they weren't very good. And after the first one, you're like, "What? I have to wait a year for another for the next one to come out? Fuck this game!" Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the we were just talking about Zelda earlier, but one of the best sets of games that do that are. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which is the older game for Super Nintendo that is really great. And then the new DS one, uh, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, which is sort of a sequel to that in that they take place in the same little universe, and they're both really good games. They are both really good games, but I think that that's a good example of them whiffing it, because, like, <clears throat> they should have... Well, like, they should have just been like, oh, uh, A Link to the Past is, like, the greatest game on Super Nintendo, period. Like, there's no debating that. That is the best game on the Super Nintendo. Mm, Chrono Trigger, Trigger and Super Metroid. <laughs> Certainly better than Super Metroid. Chrono yeah, Trigger false. is debatable. <laughs> no, Super Metroid is good, don't get me wrong. This is a flawless video game. No. Uh, I will so defend is, it, it's my life. <laughs> so is A Link to the Past. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't beaten A Link to the Past yet because I'm bad at video games and it's super hard. But yeah, it is. It's probably like the best Zelda and it had that good map. But I feel like the map was the only thing they took for A Link Between Worlds. I mean, they took the they style the story somewhere. together a little bit. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. but I'm saying that's an example of it. Here's just a really good format. You You get your adventuring stuff and then you get to choose between which you know, of eight dungeons you want to go to first, and you have the whole world, and you can unlock parts as you get new stuff. And they just did almost the same thing for uh, Link Between Worlds, and yeah, Mm. that's all I wanted. (laughs) It was great. Yeah, Yeah, Mario and Pokemon games tend to do this really well. Final Fantasy tends to do it not at all. (laughs) Pokemon, again, I feel like those ones do it badly. They just, because there's not enough new stuff in the new games, usually. Mm. And you're just like, oh man, I have to pe- play another ten hours of like unintelligible plot to get to the point where I can just start collecting all the Pokemon. Yeah, I thought God. they did a great improvement um, when they got to X and Y, which I loved. Because before that, I did buy one of the ones from Black and White, and I never even finished it because it was just too boring. Yeah, and it's it's the kind of thing where X and Y, like at least had some concept of, like, uh, plot that that seemed important, even though I couldn't really understand what was happening a lot of the time. Um, yeah. But the the ones before that, like, I, I just finished playing through Alpha Sapphire, and my god, the plot of Sapphire is stupid and awful. Yeah, Ruby and Sapphire had very bad plots. I don't know why everyone... Like, there's the the generation of kids who are, like, a few years younger than me where they didn't get into Pokemon until the Game Boy Advance games, and that's their favorite because of that, and I'm like, no, you're so wrong. It, those are, like, the worst ones. Yeah. The first one, I feel like, and I haven't played Red and Blue since they came out, but the first one, the plot was you want to be a Pokemon master. Like, Team Rocket is around, and they're dicks, but... They yeah. just want to stop you, and you need to get to do being a Pokemon Master Go. Yeah, the uh, the Team Rocket stuff is good because they have a very clear goal, which is we want to steal and abuse Pokemon to make money, whereas the goal of every other team after that is 
I don't know, a legendary what? Pokemon you've never heard of has a superpower that we want to take advantage of in a way that seems really self-destructive and weird. What but if when evil you scientists get... figured out a way to steal God's DNA? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty and, much. And this Pokemon has the ability to kill everything on the Earth instantly, but once you get it, it's going to be kind of shitty and you'll never want to put it in your team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Groudon is the most powerful bee. It could make all the oceans into land. Oh, no, it knows, like, earthquake and growl. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, excited for the new Pokemon, of course. Yeah, I played the demo, and uh, it looks like they've changed... They've actually made it, like, modern. It, it's no longer on a grid. Everything looks fun and good and cool. I know that it would totally drastically destroy the whole gameplay mechanic of Pokemon, but I wish that they would let you have more than four fucking moves on any guy. Yeah. Oh, it's so annoying. Like, every other RPG, as you go on, you learn new spells and you get more powerful. But with Pokemon, every time you learn a new thing, you're like, fuck, now I gotta spend ten minutes looking at the power ratings of all this, the abilities he's got and see if it's worth switching out to this new one. And if I make a mistake, then I'm fucked forever and I have to just make a new Pokemon, I guess. <laughs> See, they they tried to solve a little bit of that with the move uh, teacher who will like reteach oh, yeah. you old moves that you forgot. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of like the limitation. It's like uh, they say limitations are like the uh, I don't know soil where you grow creativity or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it to me the the fact that they've removed limitations kills a bit of the charm for Pokemon. Like, now you can keep unlimited items in your bag, whereas you used to, like, before you went into a cave, you had to be like, well, I want to bring as many potions as possible, but I don't want to fill my bag, because what if I find good items in there? Listen. And it was, like, really fun for me to think about that. <laughs> Listen, you can absolutely argue with me that they're, that uh, a restrained, limited RPG <clears throat> is more fun to play, and I could definitely be convinced of that. You're not going to convince me that that's the case in an RPG where there are 700 possible <laughs> party members. Fuck you. Fuck Pokemon. Fuck that game. Oh, so you're now you're complaining about Chrono Cross. <laughs> yes, exactly. I am oh, complaining about Chrono Cross. So much potential wasted in that I game. know! <laughs> Oh, uh, I still think back to that game's great music and great cutscenes and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I get str- I even get stressed playing Chrono Trigger and that only has uh, like six party members and you can bring three with you and I'm like, oh no, do I want to bring <laughs> yeah. uh, Marl for her magic? Marley? How is her goddamn name pronounced? I think it's I just know. Marl. But anyway. I, got- I looked this up recently. Yeah, no, and and that's fun for me because there's six, so I can be like, okay, let me really consider all of them and how they would, like, adjust my team. When there's 700, I'm like, fuck if I know, uh, this guy, he looks stupid, so I guess I want him in my team. Yeah, that's how I put a team together, and it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's do a random Reddit now. Mm -hmm. Did you say say what you looked at? Yes! I said Civilization VI. That's oh, how yeah. we got into this whole sequels thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's look at the things. Okay. So, uh, I thought for a second that, Jeff, your random subreddit was Zencaster, because you posted that link at the time, <laughs> and I was like, that is cheating. We were just talking about that. <clears throat> no, go ahead. Uh, yeah, mine is r slash Silent Hill, which... Uh, is probably going to be a very sad place to go because there is a heavily lamented recently, like within the past year, cancelled Silent Hill sequel. And that is, as far as uh, we and Konami is concerned, a dead video game franchise. Yep. Which is fine. I know a lot of people really like Silent Hill, but I never really got it. Like, that triangle head monster looks dumb. Yeah, I don't care about any of the Silent Hills, but uh, I really wish PT had been a full game, because that game is amazing. Yep. PD is Dragon. Okay, my uh, my random subreddit was r slash Asian parent stories, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, we've got a a 66% turnout on uh, Asian people subreddits today. (laughs) Because my subreddit was r slash K-drama. Which, when I saw the link, when I saw the link, I was like, r slash KD-rama, what does that mean? And I've guessed that that is Katie Lang's theme park a la Dollywood. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would just be like some benches to contemplate mortality and cry on. There's a lot of windows. That, yeah, oh, no, there's a window you can stand outside, and there's fake rain coming down, so you can take a picture of you. I was in thinking the rain. of the. I was thinking, come to my window, but that's Melissa Etheridge, isn't it? Yeah. Damn. Uh, I mean, you got it right in that it was a lesbian folk rocker from the 90s. Yeah, I feel, I don't feel super bad about making that mistake because they're very similar people. It's probably the best genre of music that exists, uh, and the most, the most mom kind. Uh, The second one, probably. The first one, I don't think you can possibly convince anyone that lesbian folk rock from the 90s is the best, the the best genre of music, is what you say. No, it is, for sure. What? Out of all of the genres, it's Uh the best one. Yeah. Take that, Beethoven. (laughs) There was no greater time period than when VH1 was showing adult contemporary music videos. Oh, did Absolutely. Did Brahms ever wear a denim vest? I don't think so. I like how all the classical composers you name are uh, dudes because we didn't invent women until like 1975. Yeah, I don't know of any female classical composers. I'm sure there were a couple. Women weren't allowed to hear music because it would have turned them into Satanists. (laughs) Or whatever justification they used for oppression back then. Yeah, pretty much. No, they they were allowed to hear music. Their their tiny brains just couldn't understand it. Yeah, it's really maddening. There's probably a female classical composer that we're not thinking of. Probably. Yeah, I don't know either. I know some of the artists, but not any of the music people. So, which of these terrible Reddits are we going to talk about? Uh, I like R slash K drama, uh, because some of the dramas from Korea have very outlandish premises that we generally don't, uh, that don't find success on American TV. Um, so I'm going to say my new criteria for looking at these reddits are, uh, how many pictures are in the top of all time, because I still (laughs) think that reading text posts on this is a really boring way to do this show. Yeah, Uh Definitely. So I'm just looking now. I think we can probably rule out Asian parents' stories uh, because it's all just stories. (laughs) None of us are Asian or parents. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be uh, uncomfortable, possibly internalized racism or very specific references that we don't understand. Yeah, Yeah, it's all going to be like, isn't this true when you have an Asian parent? We're going to be like, is it? (laughs) Or be like, uh, uh, Asian tweens be like... (laughs) Here is how to talk to your kindergartner when one of their classmates says something racist. <laughs> no, Louisa. This isn't Asian parent stories like Asian parents telling stories about being Oh, parents. no, that's, no. What I, that's what I assumed, too. We don't oh, know. No. Not. I know it's not. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, uh, yeah. So it'll be more like uh, Asian moms be shopping. It's like my Asian parents pressure me to do well because they want me to succeed in this culture that is uh, racially biased against me. Isn't that a jerk thing for them to do? <laughs> Everything's bad. Everything between children and parents is bad. I think yep. we can agree across yep. the board. <laughs> yep. The only thing worse than parents are children. Am I right? Is children? Whatever. Uh, so yeah, I'm ro- I'm voting no on my one Asian yeah, parents. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I think that we could talk about Silent Hill, but we already talk about video games so much that uh, I'm not gonna campaign for it. I'm fine with K drama, but I feel like we always pick the one we know the least about, and then spend most of our episode just being like, "What is this? What is this?" Uh, yeah, it's a learn. This is a learning program. We could just sing that song from um, from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas every episode. Mm, which one? You know, uh, Halloween Town. <laughs> That's a different series of movies. It's seasonally appropriate. Yeah. 
Oh man, I'm on the Silent Hill board and one of the top of all time is a photo edit from PT to make it look like a photograph. Let's not do this board, I'm going to be too scared. Yeah, plus yeah, that's that's, that's grist for your other podcast, Jeff, and we want to distance ourselves as much as possible from that show. Yeah, I'm too spooked out from Halloween times and watching a horror movie literally uh, every day of this month. I have watched... Uh, I haven't watched my 23rd movie yet, but I have watched 22 horror movies this month. So, Louisa, why don't you read us uh, the categories on K-Drama? Sure. Well, the header is very colorful. It's little posters from, uh, I guess, different TV shows. They're very dramatic posters, though. Yeah. So, I guess... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure these are TV standard. shows. I don't Some think... Some of them might be movies. Is K-Drama a genre uh, that is in film also? I thought that applied specifically, like, how sitcom is always a TV show. I don't know. I th- I think it could be both. I think it's sort of like Bollywood in that it's like a category of like the way the story is told, but it could be television or movie. Hmm. Well, we don't know anything again. Again, we've proved we don't know yes. anything about it. This anything. is exactly what I. This is the nightmare scenario, guys. Uh, Wikipedia says televised dramas in the Korean language. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting that uh, we all figure that we know what K-drama means because it does not explain anywhere on the sidebar what it means at all. Okay, hold on. Oh, good. There, one of the, so the posters that Louisa was describing, if you hover your arrow, your, your arrow, your cursor over it, uh, it like moves, it scrolls through a bunch of different ones. Yeah. I scrolled through until I got to one that the poster is uh, like a silhouette of a house that's half blue and half pink. And, oh, I saw that one, yeah. And the two people on it are waking up out of bed and looking at their genitals as if they're surprised. Is this a drama about people who changed, who likes Freaky Friday just their genders with one another? Yeah, they peed in a magic fountain and made a wish at the same time. <laughs> That's a challenge uh. for somebody with lady parts, though, isn't it? <laughs> Depends on how drunk you are. <laughs> I guess so. I like how you uh, intentionally avoided gendering uh, a specific set of genitalia, but still referred to them as lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, if this drama was okay, hang on. I don't. I don't want to be gender binary here, but this show is literally yeah. It could be titled gender binary. We have to. We have to assume that these are cis people who are switching bodies. Otherwise, they probably probably wouldn't have too much dysphoria. Uh, (laughs) They'd be like, like, okay, now I'm going to be treated how I've always wanted to be treated, and this is amazing. (laughs) Okay, so the only clue in the sidebar to this being a specific TV thing, Korean dramas, is that one of the links is weekly Korean TV ratings. So, I guess... Oh, no, there's... You can click uh, or hover over about on the sidebar. Oh, yes, I see that now. Uh, news and discussions about your favorite Korean drama series. Oh, films also. Actors, actresses, ah. reviews, soundtracks, award shows, and more. So. So it looks like the right foot is on the shoe. <laughs> oh, I'm going to click on the link the link to find out what is in the header image and the, uh, the gallery of the images, because I want to look at these. I want to find out what the... the that crazy show that we were talking about is. So I just edited last week's episode earlier this morning, and uh, through no fault of Louisa's own, because it's an honestly innocent mistake, but she thought when we were talking about MDMA, there was a post called MDMA Starter Kit, and she thought it was a thing that you could literally buy. Yeah, uh, why not? Like it was an actual product. (laughs) It should be, is what I'm saying. But now every time I see the Starter Kit meme on one of these, (laughs) the the top post of all time on this board is the I'm a suspicious bad guy starter kit, and I would buy the fuck out of that. If somebody had a bad guy starter kit, I would buy it, no question. But this image uh, is not, like, I already own a black jacket and black shoes and black jeans and a black hat. Ooh, yeah. you're already a suspicious yeah. bad guy, you're, Jeff, you're and you a, didn't realize you're it. A bad, you're a bad <laughs> Korean. Uh, I don't think, I think if I were cast in a Korean drama, I would play the goofy foreigner. <laughs> would you have a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would probably be in stereotypically Western-style clothes. Yeah, I'd have, like, a, <laughs> every a time the camera was on you, you'd burp and little green bubbles would come out of your mouth. 
Yeah, they are. East Asia does not have a positive view of Americans, justifiably. Yep. You always say hamburgers, that's your catchphrase. Hamburgers! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this show is called Secret Garden, the, the gender swap show, and I uh, want to learn more about it. Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hang on, is the this is a genuine question because I hate Bruce Springsteen, but I know you guys both like him. Yeah. Is the song is the Bruce Springsteen Secret Garden uh, a metaphor for genitalia? Yes, <laughs> yes, just it like Pink Cadillac, it absolutely is. It yes. is okay. Good. The lyrics awesome. reference letting me into your secret garden. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. So yes. Yeah, he's perhaps our horniest rocker. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, gross. Is there anyone who, thinking of them horny, makes you more grossed out than Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, Gene Simmons. Mm, yeah, Donald Trump. Yeah, Jeff Kowalski. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh no, oh, hey! No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Jeff. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so... Kim Joon-won is from a wealthy family, smart and good-looking. He runs the luxurious Roel department store, which his family owns. Oska is a popular singer around Asia, but he doesn't have musical talent. What? He is also a womanizer. Joon-won and Oska are also cousins and highly competitive towards each other. Uh, this is Secret Garden. I guess these are the people who swap bodies? Wait, uh, it's, wait, wait, so wait they're are both fucking, dudes? Are you fucking telling me that these are both men who are looking at their penises and being like, that's a different penis than I'm used to? Like, that's the first thing that... What? I, uh, yeah, one of them seems to be looking, but the other is just upset. See, when oh, he holds, maybe he's... if the rich guy's in the poor guy's body, he's like, these sheets aren't a high enough thread count. Lisa. This is a poor person's wiener. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I misheard what Jeff said. Jeff, maybe you could rewind the tape. I think the mistake you're making is the rich one. They're both rich ones, right? One oh, of them is a department store. One of them's a famous singer. Oh, yeah. Wealthy yeah. family and uh, famous. Oh, he's yeah. a popular singer but doesn't have musical talent. Okay. Uh, I love the concept of that. <laughs> so his whole motivation is he's living a lie, I guess? But, he's but he was already living a lie before he then also jumped into somebody else's body. <laughs> this is the most boring body swap ever. God, I'm, I'm two paragraphs deep and I haven't found the body swap part. <laughs> Did we make that up entirely? <laughs> you know what? Actually, there is nothing to indicate that they body swapped other than oh, my assuming they ha they were surprised by their genitals. <laughs> <laughs> but that one guy is definitely looking under the sheets yes! with a surprised look on his face. Yes, and I assumed the other guy was holding up sheets because of boobs, like, suddenly on his chest, right? I don't understand. This picture... Okay. I, I'm coming to accept that this show isn't about gender swapping or whatever, but this picture is 100% about gender swapping. <laughs> How could it not be? Mm, this is all very complicated. I'm trying to read more, and it's all just incredibly complicated soap opera stuff. Yeah. What? What is happening? Oh my god. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. There is a fantasy now. element in the show, uh, which is indicated by a thunderclap in the intro. <laughs> it says right at the very end, a twist of intrigue takes place in the plot when both Ra Im and Ju Wan wake up in the morning to find that their souls have switched to the other's body. Okay. Uh, finally. <laughs> so that at least is, I, I'm glad that I intuited the, that from this poster. Okay. But why is it pink and blue? What? Raim is a stunt woman and Juwan is a boy. Yes. Okay, there is genders who swap. Okay, then what, what the fuck were you talking about earlier with the two with who's the singer? Bleh! I don't know. I think the singer falls in love with the stunt woman and then his cousin swaps into the stunt woman's body? <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm talking about? This could never yes. be on American TV because it's got like gender swapping incest and also is incredibly Byzantine in its plot structure. <laughs> you know how you know how in Lovecraft stories people look into something that drives them insane that's undescribable? <laughs> Yeah, we've we've really reached. We're at the foots of the mountain of mountains of madness here. Yes, we're in the foothills. 
So we read our very first synopsis of the very first K-drama we look at and just completely lose our minds and can't handle it anymore. I've heard of this one. This is a popular one. It's not like we've it's not like we've discovered some obscure like dumb one that no one likes. I'm still confused. Wait. So somebody tried to bring an actress back to their hotel room but it was a different woman but then someone switched bodies with her? I feel oh. like the, I feel like we're in a real Urkelbot Stefan <laughs> Urkel situation here, where this show originally started about these two rich cousins who were having this like fancy jet setting lifestyle, and then over the years they ran out of ideas for the story, mm-hmm. so they introduced more and more weird and outlandish stuff. Until now, the most popular part of the show is nothing to do with the original premise and is just about gender swap incest. Which, <laughs> yeah, is I that, can see that. <laughs> is that the title of the show? I've already forgotten. Uh, there's a mysterious restaurant in the middle of the woods called Secret Garden. Oh, Secret Garden, that's right. That's where they get potions that cause the body swap. So maybe the show started called Secret Garden because they didn't know what the Bruce Springsteen song was about. And then someone explained it to them and they're like, well, fuck, we have to have something about a magic vagina in here now. <laughs> I don't think, I think it's just a regular one. But he magically obtains it on his body. Yeah, there's something fucking magical about the vagina. <laughs> it's just magic adjacent. <laughs> Listen, magic is performed on this vagina. I'm counting it as a magic vagina. I can't... Like, the plot paragraph on Wikipedia gives me no information about what this show is about. This sentence as an example. For example, Cinderella has learned about a dress code, and the Prince Charming has learned about the Little Mermaid's right. (laughs) oh man i like the idea that in the course of writing this wikipedia entry somebody just got bored and started talking about disney movies (laughs) they it's apparently like intentionally like a cinderella type story and the department store ceo is supposed to be the modern day prince charming but the cinderella is the like stunt woman because apparently that's an unglamorous job so the cinderella Wait, I don't remember the part in Cinderella where she puts on a glass slipper and then contains the the soul of the cousin of Prince Charming, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I was gonna make gross jokes, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to look at this show anymore. Do we find any? Are there any other posters that we find interesting, or can we just talk about Vampire Prosecutor? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Does he prosecute vampires? <laughs> is he a vampire who is also a prosecutor? He's a vampire, and the defense attorney is uh, is a werewolf. Okay. Can I don't we... know about that one because of this board. I know about that one because a couple of my friends like to watch it on Hulu. Can we talk about the possibility of a show where people prosecute vampires? Is this a... T- can we just role play out what that show would be in uh, Judge Matt's court? Can we do this real quick? <laughs> okay, edit in a law and order sound here. Like okay. a. Okay. Uh, uh, order in the court uh, today. We we bring the case of um, the people versus Vlad Dracul. Uh, for appearing for the defense is Louisa Heron. And uh, for the prosecution is Jeff Kowalski. Opening statements. Uh, I forget who goes first. I think prosecution. <laughs> Jeff, go. Well, he's a Dracula. It's right. right there in his name. He yeah. eats all the blood up. All right. Uh, Louis, uh, that's, he's got a good point. I see that the jury is nodding. Uh, Louisa. Well, you don't seem very impartial, Judge. I mean, it's for my side, so I'm not that upset. Just... <laughs> There, there was never any indication that I was an impartial judge, Louisa Go. Also, you seem to have changed the prosecution and the uh, defense lawyers after you announced them. So there's that. No, you're the defense. You've yeah, been that way all along. Defend Vlad Dracul. Uh, your Honor, can we wrap this up? Because there's a full moon tonight, and uh, I can't be out after <laughs> Wait, why are you saying that? And why are your teeth getting longer as you speak? Uh, oh, no. Do you, uh, Lisa, still tomorrow? 
Uh, uh, the full moon lasts like three or four days, doesn't it? Yeah, but I'll figure out a new stall tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, I always have this really funny idea that I don't know what to do with, uh, where a werewolf notices what he thinks is the full moon and starts transforming, <laughs> and then his friend is like, no, the full moon's tomorrow, it's not quite there, and he stops transforming. And I I refer to it as a placebo werewolf. It reminds me of the joke from The Simpsons where uh, where uh, Stan Lee is transforming into the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> and he rushes out into the street and rips all his clothes off, but he doesn't actually transform. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we never got very far. Jeff refused to be either a Dracula or a werewolf. No. Jeff is the def- the pro- there's no none of us is playing the Dracula okay You're can we all defense. be werewolves how about that no just Twist. defend defend Vlad Dracul your honor I can't <laughs> he's been accused of being a vampire Dracula how do you plead is it a crime to uh, uh, creatures of the night as the musical says whoa <laughs> I that's think- their word <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a werewolf. I will understand. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the case. You're in a whole different race. <laughs> We're all creatures of the night. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Hey. Now. Whoa. Okay. Approach the bench. Yes. Hey. What's up? <laughs> Uh, Wait, we're both approaching the bench, right? That's how that works? Yeah, I haven't watched Law and Order in a while. I think so, I think so. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, jury, you guys get in here, too. All right, guys. Hey, what's up? I'm the jury. <laughs> we gotta... We, I know that this is a court, and we're supposed to, like, you know, follow due process. We gotta fake fucking stake this Dracula, right? <laughs> guys? Uh, I mean, I'm all about that, but uh, I don't think the Louise is gonna you. agree... He'll hear you. Oh, they have super he hearing. doesn't have super hearing. <laughs> they do. Have Wait, hearing. is that one of their powers? Somebody get a Twilight book in here. <laughs> oh man, that's not going to be accurate. Those were written by Draculas to fool you into thinking they have different powers. <laughs> that's that pro so vampire propaganda. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Does someone have silver bullets? I can't touch them because I'm a werewolf. Somebody, somebody can get those. I, I think you can touch them, right? It's just if they get into your blood, you're poisoned by magic. Yeah, but I, what if I fall and skin my knee and one of the bullets goes in? <laughs> then, then, you'll, then you'll get bullet aids or whatever. <laughs> oh, man, you took it too far. <laughs> <laughs> or you didn't take it far enough. Uh, oh, guys, Dracula left. <laughs> okay, problem solved. Damn it. Well, I'll see you dicks later. (laughs) He just left he just left one of those uh, paper plate things that kids make at school with the (laughs) Tied to a broom. Yeah, with a Dracula face on it. Uh, well we were in kangaroo court anyway, so I can't blame him. Oh, this was the worst episode of Super Ego ever. So are we done? We didn't even talk about the board at all. That was my Saturday Night Live audition. Oh, okay. One other... uh, I don't... I feel hesitant to make fun of Korean dramas uh, because I genuinely think that wacky TV shows are a good idea and I want more (laughs) of them to happen. And also making fun of things that Asian people make is uh, probably not chill. Where was Something... all this talk at the beginning when we were choosing our Reddit, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was either this or make fun of Asian people talking about the racial stereotypes their parents fulfill. Or making fun of people, Asian people making a video game <laughs> Yeah, this was probably the uh, op- least opportunities for racism out of the three boards that we got, where the random subreddit function was just like, ah, screw you guys. I gotta say, scrolling through these posters, like, some of them are, you know, weird, stylistic, whatever, but a lot of them are just, like, handsome dudes and ladies in, like, really stylish clothes, and I dig that. I really, like, (laughs) some of these guys' styles are on point, and I want them. Yeah, South Korea is, like, a uh, a utopia. They have, I don't know, like, free money and universal healthcare or whatever. It's the Canada of the East. (laughs) 
Something I like, it seems, just from the couple that I looked at it in these shows, they seem to do something much smarter than American soap operas, which is have a set number of episodes. So they actually yeah, they're mini series. Telling yeah, and they go somewhere and they reach a climax and then they end. <laughs> Whereas American soap yep. operas have to keep going for decades. Yeah, well, Japanese TV works the same way. Where if they want to do more, they'll just do like TV series, the sequel. <laughs> This dude has a blue plaid sports jacket. I fucking love it. I want it. It's so good. I like the... There's the one where it's, like, color on one side and black and white on the other. I like the guy on the black and white side. He's got, like, an Indiana Jones jacket, and, like, his pants are cuffed in a cool way. Yeah. I don't know. It's so small. Oh, yeah. If you go on the sidebar, there's our header image, and you can look at the full album. Yeah, I guess I could do that. I'm not going to go. <laughs> what show is... Uh, there's the show Descendants of the Sun, which looks like some kind of post-apocalypse thing. It's like the one where it looks like it's in a wrecked amusement park and there's an army guy tying a lady's shoe. So have you guys ever watched any Korean dramas? I'm uh, no, I hate reading subtitles. I've never watched it before, but I'm sure as hell going to now. I think some are available on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton on Netflix and Hulu. Uh, they're really trying to branch out. <laughs> Guys, you have to watch. There's a post that's titled uh, uh, K-Drama Physics, and it's a little video, and it's so good. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, to, I see it here. I'm going to try to describe what I'm looking at. Uh, so it's a little girl rushes into the street and picks up to pick up a ball, and then... Presumably the main character of the show grabs her, and then they get hit by a car, and he, like, protects her. And then you see her shoe fall down behind the car, and then he flies through the air, and, like, it's so good! He flies so far, and it's, like, not in slow motion, but they're in the air for, like, 10, 15 seconds at least. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's a lot like when we got the... There was a similar video on the Bollywood... Uh, board that we did that was Bollywood physics. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot like that because it's just very weirdly stylized melodrama uh, where they don't necessarily have the same special effects and stunt budget that we have uh, in Hollywood. I also like how obviously this little girl is a dummy in all of the stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, oh, man, it's so good. I really want to watch Korean dramas now. I've so, never even thought about it before. So which one are you going to watch? I don't know. I don't know what this is from. I've I mean, only probably seen, not this one. I've only seen one clip of a K-drama ever, and I think it was on The Soup years and years ago. And it was two attractive young people walking down the aisle to the altar, and then a third attractive young man rushes in and says, Wait, stop the wedding. You can't get married. I've just found out your brother and sister. And I'm also your brother, and we have to avenge our parents. And the two who are going to get married look shocked and then look determined, and they all pump their fists in the air because they're going to go do it. And <laughs> that awesome. is amazing. <laughs> so I think I'm going to genuinely watch the one where I pointed out where it's the black and white uh, guy with the cool outfit. Uh, it's called Signal, and here's the premise. It's, like, two sentences long and makes total sense. A mysterious walkie-talkie allows a detective in 1989 to communicate with a cold case profiler from 2015. That's the same as, like, uh, the early edition or something, right? What was that fucking show yeah. called? The Where he gets zone. the newspaper from tomorrow? Yeah. I think it was the dead zone. No, shut up. It wasn't that. <laughs> With the power of four and hindsight, the two not only solve crimes, but prevent them from ever taking place. However, a long-standing murder case is closer to home than either realizes. I guess it's, it's 16 episodes, and it's inspired by a real-life South Korean serial killer. What? See, the joke was that The Dead Zone is also a show about a guy who knows about crimes ahead of time, but not oh. early edition. Oh, yeah, the there's a... The C also at the bottom is C also frequency and the butterfly effect. <laughs> and also, uh, frequen uh, Frequency is a TV show on the CW now. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, like, communicated through letters. Through oh, uh, uh, The Lake House. Speed. Yeah. 
Was it Keanu Reeves in the... Uh, it was, yes. Okay, yeah, it was again, wasn't it? I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, but that is that crazy? That is kind of I don't crazy. know if it was Sandra Bullock, but it was definitely Keanu Reeves. How fucking amazing would it be if somebody edited uh, Speed so that there was that scene where they, like, fly out of the bus on the skateboard <coughs> or whatever the fuck happens at the end of that movie? <laughs> and they fly out, and then they're, like, rolling across, and then they kiss, and then they pull apart, and there's a note between them, and they open it up, and it just says the lake house on it. Oh, no! <laughs> like it's a message from them in the future telling them they're gonna make the lake house later <laughs> i looked it up to make sure i was right it is sandra bullock and keanu reeves as yes, crazy as that sounds yes so <laughs> the lake house yeah we're school. all right about the lake house good job everybody <laughs> yep the Lake House is a remake of the South Korean motion picture Il Mare. Holy fuck! <laughs> Whoa! What, uh, is, what is happening? This is oh, a twist God. like at the end of a Korean television drama. <laughs> Let's all go avenge our parents. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! Oh, oh yeah. Alright guys, well I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of Seeing Reddit. Uh, this is possibly the best episode we've ever done, so this is a good one to tell your friends about. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to contact us, you can email us, uh, seeingreddit at gmail.com, or tweet at us, seeing Reddit, uh, at seeingreddit on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm Matt Heron. You can find me at Kamikaze Pilot. I'm Jeff Kowalski. Listen to my other podcasts, Creepy Podsta and uh, Someone's PC, which I almost just forgot the name of. Follow me on Twitter, J3FK. And I'm Louisa. Follow me on Twitter at Heronbird. I'm also on Someone's PC, which is a Pokemon podcast. Yep, so if you didn't get enough dumb Pokemon top of this episode <laughs> and you want some more. Or all other episodes. <laughs> yep. Alright, guys, well, thanks everyone. Uh, and. I'm going to go watch some Korean dramas, I guess, now. Uh, but we will see you next Tuesday. Don't read the comments. Hell, Hydra. <laughs>